Hello everyone and welcome back to Spill the Critty. It's officially been the first year that I've had this podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm so thankful for all the people that are listening right now. And it's officially summer, which is also really nice as well, because I know in the beginning of the school year, I had my principal join me on an interview in my Zoom High and Honeybush episode where we were kind of talking about how we think the school year would go and speculations regarding that. But now that this very unique school year has ended, I thought it would be kind of nice to look back on that episode and reflect on all the decisions that my school district and even my local administration had made regarding how the school year would go. So for this episode, I did bring my principal, Miss Jennifer Leighton, back on this podcast to kind of reflect back on the school year. With that being said, let's get into it. Okay, so my first question just to start off was, overall, how did you think that this school year went? <laughs> that was my favorite question because it was the longest year ever. and depending on the time that you would ask me, I would have given you a different answer. But now that we've made it all the way through to the end, I would say I'm really proud of the work we did and the journey that we completed. And that although it was definitely rocky at times, and there were so many times, I didn't feel like I knew what the right decision was. And I felt like uh, things were changing so often and it made it difficult to feel like we were going in one direction. Here we are and we've ended in a good place. So I feel like the year went well that we uh, were able to accomplish much more than many other districts and schools. And the fact that we had our outdoor graduation and uh, were able to bond together as people who hadn't been around each other that much. Right. Very, very cool way to end the year. So I would say the year went well. Just depending on the day, it was going better than other days. But then don't we always say that, right? Yeah, I honestly, I understand that because the guidelines were always changing throughout the year. And obviously our district had to make adaptations depending on all of those guidelines. So it was constantly changing. And I definitely agree that like, even the students' opinions would have changed throughout the entire year based off of like the different adaptations we made. So it's it's nice to hear like an opinion at the very end, especially because in the beginning in like the first podcast interview, we were trying to look ahead and see if we could even make hybrid school even possible. Right. That stuff too. The fact, the amount of times that teachers and students pivoted and adjusted. Anytime we moved into a new phase, it felt like it was going to be impossible. And somehow it worked. It happened. Yeah. And that's the part I really want to celebrate. No matter no matter how difficult, it still worked. I'm really happy that we were able to figure that out and still welcome all the new students, especially because I know all the seniors wanted to still have like their traditions and also welcome the freshmen. So right. they felt as if they were like part of the community as well. So that's really important. So that leads into my second question, which is what is the most important lesson that you learned from this school year? I think I will go with the value of human connection. 
it was pretty exciting what could be done online, what could be done via Zoom. I never thought I'd be able to run a high school from behind a computer. And it worked, but I will say that we need teachers need kids and kids need teachers for sure how much teachers are needed in the classroom that they can't be replaced there there had been some talk you know throughout the years about online schools taking over the world or whatever you know an exaggeration mm -hmm. there that teachers will be eventually replaced and i don't think that's the case and that humans make meaning from dialogue and, and that interaction. So that was the coolest thing that I learned. I also learned that we can do anything that we put our minds to. Mm -hmm. Like I said, every time the environment changed, we just thought there's no way this is gonna work out. Every time we were measuring deaths or figuring out how to teach in the hybrid model and then have then moved into the on-campus model, but still has students on Zoom. It was really important for me to stay with this can-do attitude. Like, I know this is really challenging, but we've got this. We're hard workers. We're smart. We can do this. Let's do it for the kids. And the teachers were watching me. And if I kept my attitude up that we could do it, mm -hmm. they did it. And sometimes I would even write, put your game faces on, let's do this. And they did. So I, that's really the second thing I'm most, um, that I learned. Some days it was one foot in front of the others. And some days it was, you know, a sprint and some days it was a marathon, but we got through it and we ended in a good place and kids learned and what more could we ask for? Honestly, I agree because even even like not just this school year, the end of last school year when we were starting to learn from home in March, mm -hmm. a lot of like the schedules were asynchronous because obviously it was super hard to adapt into an online format because most of us never did anything of that right. sort before. Right. So obviously then I'm, I'm sure even a lot of the students then were able to value their teachers more and understand that the work that they had to do because even this school year, like you were talking about towards the end, there were always students at home and there were students at school. So right. I'm sure it must've been super difficult to kind of engage both audiences. Right. <laughs> you want you didn't want to devalue the kids that were staying at home they had mm -hmm. reasons that they were staying at home right but yet it, it, you have to remember to check the chat and check that the kids at home are actually there with you and haven't just turned off their cameras and gone to sleep and so you had to watch that but then you also have kids in front of you that you need to engage and i I, my hat's off to the teachers for figuring it out. And like I said, there were good days and bad days, but we got through it and learning happened. She could come one day and not come another day, sleep in, roll out of bed, you know, log in at 740 for first period, but maybe come over for second period. There really were no limits. Um, there really were no tardies. We were just glad anybody was here and 
And um, yeah, another thing you were talking about, like when you were answering that last question was regarding activities, yes. especially because sports is like a really integral part for a lot of students at right. Granite Bay. Uh-huh. So my third question was, how is the school able to adapt to having a lot of these different activities back on campus in such short notice? So not just necessarily just sports, but other programs right. as well. Well, first of all, we never stopped hoping and planning Mm-hmm. for the time when we could start activities. And there was a lot of start and stop. If you followed the sports world, it was you can condition and now you can't condition. You can condition in positive 15. Now you can't, you have to wear masks the whole time. Uh, we're gonna start, we might be able to start some competition. No, never mind. we can't. I mean, it just felt like that the entire time. And honestly, this chart came out that said, football and basketball wouldn't start until we were in the orange and red tiers, I think. And so in my mind, I was thinking, we're never going to do those two sports. Mm -hmm. So we started in March, we got the clearance to do the non-contact outdoor type of sports, the swimming and the baseball and things like that. All of a sudden football happened, all of a sudden basketball happened. And so we were ready and waiting and planning and, and planning for every scenario. So we just knew when it was time to go, we were going to go and it was going to be crazy. And in, you mentioned activities. We would plan things and then get shut down like, oh, it's a little bit too early to be doing something like that. Okay. So we'd revamp and refigure out. Every single thing was harder. Every single activity you had to think through. What does this look like now with the restrictions with kids um, in mass, with kids sitting six feet apart? At what point can they be in pods? Um, what's the capacity? Are we right now we're at 10%, but then when we moved into the next tier, we were in 33%. So what does that look like for a dance show in, in a theater that seats 500? We were at, at one point we were at 20%. So we could have um, up to, you know, 200 parents in the audience. And mm-hmm. for a while we could have no students at events and then we could have students at events and so we just were crazy busy and uh supervising lots of evening things we went from nothing for many many months for a year and then all of a sudden everything Everything. right yeah I know especially because in the beginning of the school year everyone was super hesitant on whether their sports or other extracurriculars were going to happen at school and even I was wondering I don't know, like depending on how COVID's going to go, I don't know what's going to happen. And then suddenly I was like seeing on the bulletin, oh, this is going back. This is going back. And we had like concert in the quad and all of this. And I was like, how did they plan all of this so fast and like make it all happen? (laughs) So with that being said, um, my final question is Uh what would you do differently for the next school year? So this is such an interesting question because I honestly don't know what next year's Uh, school year looks like and what it's going to bring up. I think the most important thing is to reconnect and remember what it feels like to be a bustling high school campus that we were before. Mm -hmm. I feel like our freshmen didn't really even get to learn what it's like to be a a high school student because even if they came on campus in the spring, it just wasn't the same without everybody here and the lunches and the rallies and things like that. And I don't even know if we can have rallies, if we can put people that close together yet. Um, like I said, reconnecting and valuing that human connection and reminding students what it feels like, looks like to be 
at Granite Bay High School will be very, very important. But it'll be a whole new experience because you'll be welcoming a new principal and moving beyond the pandemic. And we actually did some work with rebranding and we're nailing down what color green we really are and what we want our G to always look like and what we want our bear to look like. And with that were a lot of conversations about what it means to be a staff member and a student at Granite Bay High School and how that feels. So there's a lot of opportunities to celebrate and emerge from a bit of, you know, I almost want to say wreckage, but (laughs) as I said earlier, we, we made it through, but now we're going to move beyond survival and we're going to not only remember what it means to be a Granite Bay Grizzly, but also refocus and make it bigger, better, stronger. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Especially because I don't even think any of like, we would like learn new things about ourselves if we didn't have this pandemic. So I guess in a way we can be thankful for learning new things from. Yes. And, you know, I said, when I did the end of the year luncheon, we do some awards and I said, you find out who people really are when things, when the going gets tough. Mm -hmm. stress gets high and some people really stepped forward and you know we had teachers from other campuses come over here to help us cover classes since we lost a fair amount of teachers to the Roseville Virtual Learning Academy we had people teaching things they hadn't taught before simply to be good team players we had people teaching on their prep periods in order to get all the classes covered that we had promised that we would offer. There were all kinds of sacrifices made by teachers to make sure that we could still develop um, high quality education that we expect at Granite Bay High School. And again, I'm going back to the, what are you most proud of? I'm proud of how, how these teachers really came through and wanted to do what was right for students. And so now we got to readjust and go back to how it used to be and longer class periods and lunch periods and grizz time, all those kinds of things. But what a great opportunity. As this episode is called Reopening and Redbush, I thought I was going to talk about Redbush tea. So Redbush tea actually does originate from South Africa. And the reason that you can see that very deep red color when you drink the tea is because when you actually ferment those specific tea leaves, that is the cause of that deep red brown color, which I thought was very unique because I haven't really seen teas that are red. Usually they're like a greenish yellow color. So that's definitely really cool. And especially if you don't like to consume a lot of caffeine, one benefit is that Redbush tea is caffeine free. So you can also get the nice flavor of it without that huge caffeine boost. And on top of that, Redbush tea has a lot of powerful antioxidants, which is really good for your heart health. And on top of that, some researchers even indicate that it can reduce your cancer risk and help with people that have type 2 diabetes as well. And then additionally, there's more research and health studies that show that redbush tea can improve your bone health, your digestion, can help with sleep problems and allergies. So redbush tea does seem like a really good drink. If you can get your hands on it, I would recommend trying it out. But apart from that, thank you all for listening to this episode. I definitely know that the school year was really weird but make sure to reward yourself with a great relaxing summer and make sure to tune into the next episode because i will be releasing episodes more frequently in the summer thank you all and make sure to look out for the next one